As the confrontation continues, Iris is shocked by the revelation that her own cousin was helping her fiancé perpetrate this wanton act of infidelity. As in most cases of this sort, many lives are affected. Perhaps the most important one is that of their baby. You knew I was supposed to marry him, Johnny. <laughs> and then you act up innocent around me. What am I going to do with the baby? We'll talk, to you. talk about this later on, all right? You could have told me. Well, what do you want me to do now? It's too late. You're not leaving. You're not leaving. You're not leaving. No, Iris. Give me the keys. You're not leaving. Las llaves? I don't want to know. You're going to talk to me about it. You wanted to act Why hard. Why you just call me or something? Why did you Because how was I supposed to know you were with him? Was that more fun for you to be sneaking around my back with him? No, forget Okay, if, okay. If we were supposed to get married, why are you with him? I already thought of what I was supposed to tell him, you know, tell the girl that was in my relationship. I didn't think it was my cousin, Johnny. <laughs> talk. You wanted to talk. No, talk. I don't want to talk to you. Does everybody know? No! Well, if you were like that, I don't know how the rest of the family works. It's a two-way street. Can you understand? Can you understand that it's not exactly what you were doing, but that you broke her trust? <laughs> she feels taken advantage of and betrayed by someone I mean, that was really close to her. I'm not going to be with you, Vianney, after what you did. It doesn't matter who went up to who, Vianney. It doesn't matter. I know you're not that stupid. You could have told him, hey, you know what? You're with my cousin. Why are you trying to hit on me? You couldn't say that or are you that stupid? I didn't see if he has anything to say. Guys, give him a little bit of room. Give him, give him some room. Why'd you do it? I want to talk now. You can't go anywhere. You didn't think about the baby? I guess I did. I don't know what you want me to say. There's nothing you can say to fix it anyways. Y'all two deserve each other for being so damn stupid. You can pick it because I don't even want my family to see you. To learn more about this and other cases, log on to Cheaters.com. Following the confrontation, Iris attempts to put everything into perspective. At the conclusion of this presentation, Cheaters unveils her final thoughts on her fiancé and cousin. But now, Cheaters presents Curtis Jackson from the Marsha Johnson case. Curtis discusses how his recent appearance on Cheaters 
has caused a deep rift in their relationship. Curtis Jackson, age 25. Curtis returns to discuss the off-and-on nature of his romance with former client Marcia Johnson. Well, the first thing I thought when I saw the cameras was, was cheaters. Because I knew I was wrong. But the thing was, you know what I'm saying, I was really still in denial until the whole situation really just hit me. And then I felt like, you know, hey, you know, you made a mistake, you know, you better go ahead and handle it. But, you know what I'm saying, I necessarily didn't handle it the right way. This chick I just met. Get out the car. I knew this was set up from the start. Hey, you better get that camera out of my face. What you doing, Curtis? What, what you doing? All right, we ain't gonna make no sense. What are you doing? Is, is this getting your business off the ground? I might have been able to salvage it if it had only happened at one time. You know, this was the second incident, and you know, her trusting me, I knew it was, I knew it was on thin ice. I knew her trusting me was on thin ice. And then, you know, believe it or not, I really tried to do the right thing. I tried to stay strong, you know, but, you know, temptation kept calling me. Temptation kept calling me. And then, you know, I did something that I shouldn't have done as far as being in the car with this woman. That was, you know, my downfall. Listen, okay, you made mistakes in the past. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And you've admitted that and you've worked through that. And I've worked with through Marcia. that. With Marsha. With Marsha. Okay. And I've worked through that. What are your intentions now with My her? intentions? Are you serious about Are you serious out? about her? Yes. So any little hoe that just come in the store and just flaunt her boob, just bust her boobs out of her shirt, you're going to come to the car and get some? No. Because it's going to be a lot of females. One. Number one. Number one. It's gonna be a lot I of really trifling females. You doing this. Okay, well, you think I appreciate you in this call with her? Well, the thing that I didn't say that night that I wanted to say specifically was that I was wrong. That was that was the biggest thing, you know. I just really just threw it out there, and what I should have had been telling her was, "Hey, I'm wrong. I really apologize. I really didn't mean to hurt your feelings, because you know you really don't do people like that. Because things like that do come back." And, you know, and I really wouldn't wish that on anybody. I really wouldn't. And hurting her feelings really was the last thing that I wanted to do. You know, the first thing that should have came out of my mouth was I apologize. I'm wrong for doing this. I shouldn't be here. That was, should have been the first words came out of my mouth. Ask me, am I going to lose a wink of sleep? Yeah, film that. I ain't going to miss a damn heartbeat. And you keep talking. So keep talking what? I'm gonna need security to protect me here, brother. Security. Oh, come on, Marsha. I'm gonna need security. What? What you gonna, say? Oh, you ain't gonna lose the wink of sleep. 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 You ain't the main thing that I got out of the situation was that, you know, be straight up with whoever you with. You know, be honest. You know, if you want to see other people, let it be known that you want to see other people. You know, and the thing is that weakness of the flesh, that's the biggest thing. Flesh is weak, you know, and I got caught slipping. Thing was, you know, like I said, she kept approaching me, kept approaching me. And then, you know, I said no a couple of times, you know what I'm saying? Then started talking to her, then, you know, tried to break it off again. And then started right back again. And then the thing was that I got out of it that I really need to just, if I'm going to be with somebody, I need to be with that person, be open and honest with that person. That's what I should have been in the first place. 
I shouldn't have let somebody come in and wreck the relationship that I did have set. You know, it taught me as far as, you know, hey, if you're going into this monogamy, be monogamous. You know, if you're going to just date other people, just date people, just date. Bob Hamill vows to stick by his original decision to dump Ms. Delfino. Bob says that the determining factor was some advice from a popular late-night radio talk show host. After listening to the program on several occasions, Bob admits to being taken in by this self-proclaimed professor who advises men to treat women poorly to ultimately gain respect. Bob's comment was, he helps me understand the twisted complexities of the female mind. With his advice, he says, I now know that all women are selfish, unreasonable psychos who only think of themselves. Breathing a sigh of relief, Lacey Delfino says she's glad the truth is finally out in the open. After removing all of her remaining items from Bob's apartment, Ms. Delfino states that she tried to apologize for her actions, but Bob would have none of it. Ms. Delfino defends her position by claiming that she didn't want to hurt Bob by disclosing the affair. In hindsight, Ms. Delfino now realizes she should have ended the relationship before getting back together with her ex-boyfriend. For his part, Rob English admits culpability, but still wants another go-round with Bob. Mr. English says he'll be happy to take him on anytime, anyplace. Minus the cameras, of course. Pessimistic about the future of her relationship, Iris concedes it's best to just call it quits. More importantly, Iris states that dealing with an untrustworthy man distracts her from her responsibilities as a mother. With the various needs of a newborn baby, Iris will now focus her full attention on raising her child. As far as her cousin is concerned, Iris says that it will take some time before she even considers the possibility of a reconciliation. Nonchalant about developments, Iris's boyfriend says he went above the call of duty and felt that Iris was taking advantage of their relationship. Admitting his poor choices, the suspect states that he simply stopped caring for Iris. So when an opportunity with her cousin suddenly arose, he had no problems pursuing it. In conclusion, the suspect offers Iris a half-hearted apology and wishes her well in the future. Apprehensive about being interviewed, Vania Rice's only comment was that she hopes Iris will let her guard down and one day realize the meaning of forgiveness. If you suspect infidelity in your relationship and would like Cheaters assistance, you may contact Cheaters by web at www.cheaters.com or by post to Cheaters, 4516 Lovers Lane, Suite 104, Dallas, Texas 75225 or by toll-free telephone at 1-800-CHEATERS. That's 1-800-243-2837. Investigative services are free with your cooperation if your case is one that qualifies for inclusion in an episode of Cheaters. All investigators who provide services for cheaters are licensed in the respective state of their service. Are you tired of being cheated on? Visit www.nocheatersdate.com and create your own profile in our online community. It's a fun and easy way to meet faithful singles in your area. Cheaters was created by Bobby Goldstein. Radio adaptation by John Early. You've been listening to Cheaters Radio, a copywritten property of Bobby Goldstein Productions, 2006.